2: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Basketball Conference, the ACC football podcast. My name is Joey Weaver. Mike McDaniel not with us. He is on the road. But We needed to do a little bit of a, uh, an emergency podcast, as it were, uh, reacting to the, the news that Bronco Mendenhall stepped down at Virginia. And so we welcome onto the show Miss Caroline Darney. Caroline, welcome on.
0: Hey, thanks. Surprise.
2: Yeah, it's been a long time coming. We've been needing to get you on here for a while. Um, you you know, in the, in the wake of the news yesterday, you put out a tweet saying, I will come on your radio show or podcast and we'll talk about it. And here we are.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. No, it was, you know, half tongue in cheek, half serious, because I know that there's going to be a lot of questions and a lot of people are going to be, well, at least ACC country. Well, I don't know, maybe bigger college football, because this is just one of the reasons I was excited that Virginia wasn't going to be in the coaching carousel this year is because it's bonkers. Like it has completely gone off the rails. Like mm-hmm. the, the carousel has been shut down for maintenance. It's just too much right now. Mm-hmm. And so I was like looking from the outside, like excellent, like don't need to deal with that. That's awesome. Um, and then we get an email or, you know, like an email five o'clock or a heads up that there's going to be an email about four 55. Um, and honestly, like I think a lot of people, myself included, I thought it was going to be a, a coordinator change. Hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden it was like, papow. pow So um, and then we were on with Bronco by 530, and there here we are. So I guess Virginia is going to have a new head coach in football, which I did not think I'd be saying in the year 2021.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, and Mike and I have talked a, a number of times on this podcast, I and mean, we've been doing it for six seasons now. And the, the coaching turnover within the ACC has been really limited during that time but we felt like with a couple of situations where they were with certain teams coming into this year like there was some potential to see some turnover yeah one of those was never virginia and bronco <laughs> no. Mendenhall. i mean this caught us completely no. off guard
0: yeah I, and same i mean i'm still in shock and and that's just partly because you know a lot of it, people were disappointed and understandably so with the 6 and 6 record um the loss to virginia tech you know you can point out a few things and i do And bronco sudden has in his, in his uh, press conference yesterday that he thought the team was about five to seven plays away from winning the coastal. And I don't disagree. And you know, people will sit there and say like, yeah, well, they could have been four and eight because of the field. Like I get that. Like, you know, time you can be like, you know, and it wasn't to say like, Oh, we were actually better than you know, blah, blah, blah. It was just them pointing out that this team was actually close. It, it, was, a cl- it was a team that because of the defense um, lived on a line that was very thin, between mm-hmm. success and failure. And, you know, that's what hurts when, you know, I, I look and it's hard. Like, I think that the quarterbacks in the ACC this year are without a doubt, not even remotely close, the best in the country. Like mm-hmm. I, I just, you know, they're good quarterbacks that Iowa State, CJ Stroud, you got Bryce Young at Alabama. Those are good quarterbacks. The ACC had five, six legitimately great quarterbacks this year. And so I, I don't envy the people that had to vote and do the teams and whatever, but having seen Bronco, having seen Bronco, having seen Brennan Armstrong play head-to-head against Howell, against Hartman, against, you know, uh, Pickett, uh, Cunningham, I think that he was the best quarterback in the league. I think he meant the most to his team. Um, And so it's you see what Brennan did, how he threw the ball, the numbers he put up, the records he set at Virginia. (laughs) Like, And they went six and six. And Mm -hmm. so that was like some of the consternation. So I actually think a lot of the hand wringing about the defense was a little uh, impatient, maybe like it's disappointing. The outcomes were bad. Like this defense was bad. Mm -hmm. And if they got, you know, I thought against um, against Pitt, despite the, the pass interference and the offsides on the field goal, like, like things that you can point at that were like bad plays by the defense i think the defense did enough Mm -hmm. for virginia offense to win that game i think they did enough against virginia tech for virginia offense to win that game and i think if this is the long one if brennan had been playing against notre dame i think that game looks very different yeah but they closed the year losing four straight none of which maybe just tech most of which were respectable like you, you know on the road to BYU again, can't give up that many points, but that was a really fun game until Brennan got hurt.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh you don't have Brennan against number seven Notre Dame at home, lose that one. You lose a close contested game, a couple mental mistakes or errors up at pit that cost you the coastal, and then lose a heartbreaker. And what we could spend probably two weeks doing a deep dive on just the like psychology of how Virginia approaches the tech game or like what their players must be going through. Cause I think a lot about that. Like tech always plays that game. Like they come in like this, like they're used to winning it and Mm -hmm. they have that attitude about it. And I don't know how Virginia swaps out of that. And I don't think that it's necessarily like Virginia takes it seriously. Bronco Mendenhall and the staff like emphasize this game as being important. I think Virginia just still, you
2: know, the whole thing.
0: Yeah. And I, and I don't hate that. Like, I think it is important. It is clearly the most important game to the fans because Mm -hmm. This is when everyone's – and I don't – again, I don't disagree. I was at that game. It was heartbreaking. I can close my eyes and see that for down play and see all of the open field if Brennan kept rolling to his right and the touchdown that surely would have ensued. But that's, you know, whatever. <laughs> all of this diatribe is to say I think that the the defense, you know, two years ago, everything I think gets thrown off by the COVID year. And I know a lot of people say that that's an excuse or whatever. But they're – not even yet two full seasons removed from being in the Orange Bowl mm-hmm. and almost like playing a great game against Florida. And you can say point out some defensive issues after Bryce Hall got hurt, but this is a team that has put out good defensive players under Bronco Mendenhall. Mm-hmm. They've had a good defense under Bronco Mendenhall, under Nick Howell. Like they've had guys back there. So I don't, I was in the camp like if they didn't change, like I would have been fine if they didn't fire Nick Howell and maybe like moved some people around and made a new defensive coordinator. Like, I don't know all the logistics of it, but I also understand the pressures that an athletic department is under to answer from fans that get mad and fans go to the games and pay money and donate. So it's all very... Yeah, that's where we're at, I guess. Oh. I don't know if I even answered your question. No, it was you a did. Real long, <laughs> real long journey. We just we just went on together. It was
2: a lot of it was a lot of background, but it's good background, you know, and especially <laughs> you know myself and Mike not being Virginia folks like, you know, we we don't get that insight all the time. So I, yeah. I definitely appreciate it. Um, I, You know, you mentioned the Nick Howell thing. And I'm, I'm curious to know, I, I'd seen a couple of rumors or rumblings that. this firing was something related to Nick Howell or no, no, it wasn't a, sorry, it wasn't a firing. It was a resignation. It was an
0: actual, this is an actual step down. Like this is the thing Mm -hmm. that I think people like should be clear on. And I think some, I have a couple of friends that are like, okay, but what's the other shoe? Like, is there some scandal? And I'm like, no, like legitimately, unless you've like interacted and followed and talked to Bronco, like this might seem very weird. And like, but if you've talked to him and and listening to what he said in the press conference, I was like, you know what? I kind of, I got get it, and but
2: yeah, sorry, go ahead. But no, yeah, there were rumblings around it. Well, and to that point, I mean, we've we've known for a while. Bronco is is a unique character among college football coaches. You know, if I, yeah. I when I, when I first heard the news, I was like, does he just like not want to coach while his kids are in high school, or like does he, you know, like there's there's got to be some some different reason here for for Bronco in particular. But so I, so he resigns. There were rumblings that basically it was a, a little bit of a Mark Richt situation. You know, wanting. Wanting him to change coordinators and Rick didn't want to do it, so he stepped down, kind of thing. You know, I I don't know if there's any credence to that—that somebody wanted him to fire Nick Howell and he just didn't want to do it. Is there? Are there any legs to that that you are aware of?
0: I think in the overall, sorry, if the noise you hear in the background is my dog. Um, (laughs) she doesn't like toys; she only likes plastic things. So that she has a Costco milk jug that she is hanging out with. So she should anyway. Um, I think there's enough. I don't, from what I understand and what I've heard, and all of this is with grain of salt, like, this is all just, like, people around that I know, people in Charlottesville talking, or whatever, is, it's not so much that he refused to fire someone, um, it's more, if that is related to it, the, he's a loyal, like you said, he's a loyal, like, they have family first, family last, family always, is, like, the credo, like, all this stuff. Um, I can see a situation in which having to do it and doing it um, because there have been some reports that it actually happened or was lined up to happen, like so that it wasn't it wasn't like, you know, Carla Williams walked in and was like, "You have to make this change," and he was like, "I refuse." And she was like, "You have to, or you're done," and he was like, "I quit." Like I don't, it, it did not play out like that. But that's mm-hmm. not. Um, but I can see a situation in which you know he's been coaching. As he said, he's been coaching for 31 years. Like both of, all of three of his sons will be out of the house. Like I think in May or something like coming up. Hmm. Um, his, he's been married to his wife for 25, their 25th anniversary is in March. He said, so she's only known him as a coach. Their kids have only known him as a coach. And I think he just kind of had this, like, he talked about every season, you know, when he took over, he realized how big of a project this was actually going to be. <laughs> I don't think he has said several times, especially that first year, he was like, I don't think I realized like how much work I have to do. And he did, he took over the, real dumpster fire Um, he had
2: the quote of the 27 acc level players or something like that back then he
0: wasn't and that's yeah you know and then that was a whole (laughs) that whole thing was taken so out of context Mm -hmm. and he was not even he wasn't even wrong so (laughs) um it was just a matter of like that and he has always tried to work he works for the players and he wants to work for better facilities and improve and that's one of the things that i think is holding virginia back and carla williams knows that coming from georgia like they need to improve the facilities that they have here they need to and that will help in recruiting and all the things that everyone knows about um but I, I can see a situation in which Bronco you know I I think I don't know how much longer he wanted to coach if it was you know retirement imminent in the next handful of years and the pandemic kind of fast forwarded things and he was just kind of like I really don't I, I don't lo- like I don't want to fire my friend like or like not that like he can't, doesn't want to do it or but like he didn't want to live with I don't, I don't know. It's just like that type of vibe and Again, it wasn't like he refused to do it and therefore he was out. Like right. that kind of thing. It was a combination of looking at where they stand, what he's got going on with his life, like what he thought was best for the program. You know, there is, and I honestly, I after hearing him talk, I'm probably like 98%. Like, I get it, dude. Like, he just wants to go hang out on his ranch. And like, honestly, who among us? <laughs> like that sounds delightful, Bronco. Do you have a guest house? I was gonna say he secured um, the bag <laughs> already. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, he, it's funny we were looking at you know, there's it's there's a situation in which like you know you don't usually see these, so you don't know what the protocol is, but he might have to pay back, um, you know, part of whatever, and, and I'm sure that factored into the decision. Um, but I think the thing that is tough is the feeling of being left in the lurch. Like he is coaching through the the bowl game. I do. I don't know. I go about this either way. You know, this is coming off of the Brian Kelly stuff. So you're right. like, literally, it, some people were like, how did this not leak? And I was like, because I legitimately do not think that he had decided until 4.30 on Thursday mm-hmm. and talked to a staff at 4.45. We get the email at 5 o'clock, talk to the media at 5.30. And so part of me is like, well, at least he got to tell them and make his decision. And part of me is like, it is still stunning. And now you have a staff of people that came to Virginia with you from BYU. So I, I see like, you know, there is the consternation there. Um and yeah, it's I think that there's some real there's some really great people that I I hope stay. And I don't know how that happens and that all you know it's impacted by who they bring in and all that stuff. But like I said, I he just seemed tired. Yeah. Um he if he just was so heaped praise on his team, on like on uh, tons of praise for carla williams which as the number one carla williams fan in the world like i am here for um and you know offered his like hey if you need help betting any coaches or like and they talked about what they think the program the future of the program should be like all this stuff um it was just so surprising like i think that was just the biggest thing about it and so it also uh, only bronco could pull this off i think like <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I should be mad. He's a different know. character. It's just a weird... Yeah, it's just, it's just so interesting to me
2: mm-hmm. well. mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm curious to get your take on this too, Caroline. I mean, you, you talk about him and kind of... I mean, he he took on what was a clear, like, pretty tough rebuild there coming off of the Mike London years. Um, even then, you know, going back to the Al Groh days, you know, the... This Virginia football program had struggled for a while to develop any sort of consistency. And within four years, Bronco builds them up. They win the division. They go to the Orange Bowl. Um, really, other than that first year, like they've been a 500 or better team the whole time. I mean, I'd have to think you know, among guys who have coached there other than George Welsh, I mean, he's showed the ability to raise the floor more than almost anybody had in, in half a century or more. I'm curious to know, though, you know, between, you know, A, would you agree that he he raised the floor in a way that others hadn't been able to, but B, how close to the ceiling do you think he realistically approached uh, as a head coach here? Is there somebody that could have realistically done better than what he did in six years?
0: I think he was honestly the perfect person for the moment, uh, if that makes sense. Like, I think, as you said, they were in a really bad trajectory, um, And I just think about like Not making bowl games Losing embarrassingly Like all these things And like you said and so people will say Like you know I saw someone posting yesterday That was like you know Fuente and Bronco Were hired at the same time Here are their records And Fuente looks like The better hire Or tenure or whatever you were saying I, I think that that's pretty much Across the board Would not be agreed with mm-hmm. <laughs> And that's, this is not just like To get cheap shots I'm just saying like What Bronco took over, you know, and you look at what his overall record of 36 and 38, you're like, well, he didn't do very well at Virginia. You're Mm -hmm. like, they were two and 10 in their first year. Like, you know, you're, you're 34 and 28. If you take that disaster out (laughs) and six and seven in the second year, Mm -hmm. made it a bowl by the second year has made a bowl every year and would have gone to a bowl in 20. It should, it would be a bowl every year if they had not declined because of the pandemic right and again like i, I look at that pandemic year was just kind of a gimme for everybody like mm-hmm. i don't make any they didn't have the full roster they were dealing with people in and out like just every coach in the country hopefully their major goal was just to keep people safe and mm-hmm. healthy and that doesn't you know so it just that to me and people again will say like oh you're soft like don't be so like don't make excuses. I'm just like, that's should be the reality for everybody because it's not as important as keep in, you know, the guys having to go through not seeing any friends, not seeing any family, like the whole thing anyway. Um, and so there is no doubt. And I don't, if anyone argues this, then I don't like, they shouldn't talk about football ever again. There's no doubt that Bronco Mendenhall left Virginia way better than he found it. Oh, for Um, sure. and yeah. And I think he set up foundations that hopefully, and, and I think, you know, this is a tough, unexpected test for Carla Williams, who is still a relatively new athletic director. Um, again, the biggest fan over here. Um, but it's a big test. You know, what? who do you go with? Do you go with the, or do you go after the alum that everyone's kind of clamoring for in Anthony Poindexter? Do you try and go find another head coach that's a head coach somewhere um, at a mid, not mid-major, because I was go basketball, sorry. <laughs> Um, you know, at a group of five or a Mac or whatever and try and pull someone in, but then they could bring a whole staff. And what does that mean for returning players or, um, you know, keeping relationships with a guy like Marcus Hagan who I think has showed that he is – I'm still mad that he wasn't on the Royals list. Like, I don't know how you can have that receiving core and performance that they got out of a group that really – I don't think anyone expected – what they got out of that receiving core this year, Mm-mm. like by a mile, like in myself included, I was like, Ooh, man, it's going to be tough. They've got to have some guys step up with LaBelle Davis hurt. And did they ever like, yeah. Holy crap. So, um, so yeah, I think that he, you know, got that. Yeah. <laughs> it stinks. Cause like, again, it's the, Oh, we should have, what a, like realistically Virginia could have won three of the last four tech games. You know, the overtime loss at Lane stadium then finally breaking through in 2019 uh 2020 again just a mess um and then i think they should have won this year so you know if those go differently does this look differently now like who knows maybe you can't <laughs> play that game maybe maybe he'd still be tired you know maybe he'd still be like i, I can't I'm, I'm over it mm-hmm. um and again, i shouldn't say i don't want to sound flippant and have people listen to me like bronco's just like i'm over it i'm out because that's not at all it was way more involved than that it's not um, some flippant lighthearted discussion or decision that he made but um but yeah i think 100% this is but i think virginia fans should probably um be reasonable <laughs> is that something you can say to fans uh because in my mind
2: the idea, like
0: yeah <laughs> the idea for me a, a good a successful virginia football program goes to a bowl every year wins on average 7 to 9 games um every four years or so you're competing you're like competitive for the conference making the conference title game like every four years Mm. um winning the title hopefully depending on what happens with Clemson if they still you know
2: um yeah try not to get embarrassed by Clemson
0: (laughs) yeah try not to be embarrassed by Clemson um and then every once in a while not like every 10 years but every five six years hopefully you get like a 10 win seat and Virginia hasn't had a 10 win that's what I'm saying is like you can't sit here and be like, I expect a 10-win season. Because it's not – It's come on. Like, so should we aim for that every – you know, have a really great year, good you know, and you want to keep that consistency? And I'll allow, like, a five- and seven-season if, like, an injury happens or things get really weird or, like, whatever. Like, stuff happens sometimes. But that, to me, is what Virginia fans should be looking at. Like, there someone posted the, like, here are the teams that have averaged eight wins per season, and it's, like, 15 schools. Like, this is not – something that is easily attained. They need to amp up, like I've already talked about, like the funding and the um, facilities and all that. But to me, that's what Virginia needs, what they should be, what they should aim to be. And I, I don't know if like every fan is gonna be like because they're still there are fans now that think Virginia should play in the final four over year. And I'm like, buddy, I don't care how good a coach Tony Bennett is or what players they have, it is so difficult to make a final four mm-hmm. that expecting like, I just like, and that's where, like we should have expectations. I was like, you can have expectations, but telling it's a, a failure of a season for not doing X, like if right. it's make the final four, like that's setting yourself up to be mad all the time. And then you're going to, you know, there are already, there were people that wanted Bronco fired. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. They like I just I don't know what to tell you because you're I just I there's nothing that I can say to get through to that
2: because it's just it's just ridiculous to me. That's a huge careful what you wish wish for situation oh, I think because yeah. because what you're describing yeah. of you know what is what is a reasonable expectation of a successful Virginia football program is what Bronco hall was doing like yeah hundred percent yeah you, you know at or slightly above five hundred and you know competed yeah. for the division a couple times I mean even this year like went to they Pittsburgh. shouldn't have
0: even been competing for it yeah honestly. They yeah. weren't expected to.
2: <laughs> I mean, they went into that Pittsburgh yeah. game two weeks ago and if they just won their last two games, they would have won the division. They would be in Charlotte this yeah. weekend, you know. So
1: no, no. Yeah.
2: Not 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 trying to rub it in. I'm just, you know, that's No, no, I no, not <laughs> at
0: all. I don't feel that way at all. It's just yeah, that's that's how precarious and crazy this all is. And and I always treat it when people start, you know, saying XYZ should happen. It's just like an all America list or an all ICC list or whatever. If you come to me and tell me that so and so got snubbed, I need you to tell me who you're taking off. Who mm-hmm. are they replacing and why? So if you tell me that Bronco should be fired, if you tell me that so and so should be fired. Okay, who can Virginia reasonably get that you think will do a better job?
2: Mhm. It's a great question. If you're anything like Georgia Tech fans, they think Dan Mullen should be the next offensive coordinator, which <laughs> okay.
0: Someone said on a thing last night they're like Dan Mullen, I was like, "Do not." <laughs> And someone's like, coach, anyone who's been, been in one, Dan Mullen is not, but I just, I just don't, this is not, they don't need Dan Mullen. They, I'm sorry. No. What they definitely don't need is like a coach O. Like people are like, coach O's, and I was like, I don't need any sort of this kind of scandal stuff. Like no. I don't want any part of that.
2: No, no.
0: If you left your school embroiled in a scandal, I don't want you to be the next head coach of Virginia
2: both of those I, guys I don't feel like
0: that's I don't feel like that and not that again not that Mullen was embroiled in the scandal but yeah. that's just that's just one that I don't want to have come coach Virginia. and that's just to me personally like no thank you I've watched enough Florida <laughs> football over the past couple of years that I said no thank you
2: <laughs> both of those guys would be fairly like diametric opposites to just kind of who Bronco is and how he is as yeah. a person you <laughs> that's that's yeah that's a funny <laughs> thought um yes i'm curious you know from a more tactical standpoint with this team and this roster Caroline, like, you know, does this move, does this change impact decisions of folks like a Brennan Armstrong, some of those receivers, you know, folks who might have a year or so left of eligibility, does this impact them sticking around at Virginia versus transferring versus going pro? hundred
0: percent. Absolutely. And, and this is where, like, I hope that they find their guy and that it's the right one quickly. Yeah. You know, Cause that's where you rarely get, um, a unanimous support, <laughs> uh, or you—I shouldn't say a. I was going to like change the sentence, but you never get unanimous support for really anything ever on Twitter, right? Mm. Like we can all agree, yeah. Um, Virginia fans unanimously agree that Jason Beck, quarterbacks coach, and Marcus Hagan's wide receiver coach, need to be kept, need to be retained. A lot of support for two J and the offensive line, um, but th- those two are you know, there's some people that say like, Hey, Hagan's head coach. And I'm kind of like, yes, if he gets it, I'm in that dude's awesome. Like I, and I'm biased. I'm, I went to school with him. I'm, his family's the best. Like I absolutely, like he's the best. That's why I'm kind of like, Oh, don't send him up to fail though. Mm. <laughs> That's a big jump. That's a big jump from wide receivers. And he's amazing. in recruiting. Like I have no doubt he would do great. I just, it's one of those like, don't set a guy up and then in three everyone's super mad at him because they, whatever, and then don't give him an actual fair shake to learn the job and do it. And all of a sudden now that relationship is ruined. Um, mm-hmm. And honestly, the same could be said for Anthony Poindexter who played at UVA, uh, coached at UVA for a little bit, and then has been at um, Penn state as, as the assistant defensive coordinator uh, with pry who just went to be the head coach of Virginia tech. So there was some of it that I think people were worried that pry might take him with, Mm. and people are like do and i don't know like i don't i don't know dex personally so i can't be like would a virginia grad who you know what would they go do that so some people are like lock him up now get him over here and you know that was some of the rumors that have been swirling too is that he was the one that was reached out to to come be the defensive coordinator for bronco so Hmm. all of these things kind of swirl around no idea what conversations actually been had but um but yeah you look at if you lose jason Beck, i think you lose brennan
1: Yeah. And I
0: wouldn't blame him for that. But Jason is the, if you look at the quarterbacks that Virginia has had under Bronco, under Beck um, and Beck, actually, I mean, I know this is probably not the right time to bring up um, Taysom Hill, but Taysom Hill was a very good college quarterback folks. Let's remember that. And that's what we're talking about here. College Mm -hmm. football. Um, Jason coached him at BYU. Jason was like the guy who coached Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill was great at BYU.
1: Mm.
0: Um, Kurt Benkert had a great career at Virginia in the two years coming from ecu obviously bryce perkins is a legend at
1: uva now mm-hmm.
0: and then there's brennan who's been breaking like every record available to man um and so if you have it if you can find someone that can keep that keep hagan's and you keep keton thompson has another year of eligibility jelani woods has another year of eligibility Dontavian wicks has a couple years of eligibility like Lavelle Davis will be healthy again like but the problem is if you lose these guys you might lose all of them and you're starting from scratch yeah um so yikes
2: so yeah. you could look
0: at like it went from okay Virginia's bringing everyone back make a defensive change beef things up a little bit defensively in the transfer portal and you're looking at a coastal contender too you might not have the starting quarterback you thought you're gonna have you might not have the receivers you thought you're gonna have you might not have anyone you thought you're gonna have um And that also applies to recruiting. I don't follow... I'm not as, like, in the weeds of recruiting, but the same... You know, there's already been a couple guys, which, again, understandable, that have reopened their commitment. Like, that's a huge change. Um, There was a big connection with Bronco and the um, LDS, you know, if there were players coming from Utah that they were, they understood the mission process, like they were supportive of guys going on their mission. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously that changes things a little bit too. Like now maybe they're going to go to Utah or BYU or Navy, you know, because that's a bigger, like lifestyle choice to make. Sure. Navy. <laughs> um, seeing as you have to, you know, serve in the Navy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, those are all the things I think a lot of fans are talking about considering today.
2: It's clearly, you know, like with, with the number of guys on this coaching staff that came over from BYU with Bronco, I mean, they are Bronco guys. And so I figure if they're not looking to promote from within, chances are it is largely a staff changeover unless, you know, a couple of them get retained. Um, I know Higgins is a, is a Virginia guy, you know, not only played there, but also has been there since prior to Mendenhall. So
0: Yeah, he was the only guy that um, Mendenhall kept from London staff. And I agree with you, which is almost why I am leaning towards. I'm so bi like I just really like Beck and Hagen's. Like I just, I just, there's. I think they're young, gifted, talented coaches that like you want to have on your staff. So I'm almost leaning more towards. And maybe this is stupid. I don't. know. It's just like my initial thought process is like bring in someone that that is not a head coach, bring in a coordinator
1: mm-hmm.
0: that doesn't have a staff to bring in that mm-hmm. can complement because pe- that's the thing too is normally when Bronco left BYU, it's because he took a job at Virginia. So he approached the staff and said, Do you can you will you come with me? And so if he's retiring, he's not really gonna be like, You guys wanna come with me? Although some I again, if there's a guest house, Bronco. <laughs> I love a ranch. You know, I've been watching Yellowstone, like you know, it's great. Yeah. Um, but you know, the possibility like because what people haven't really talked about is like Robert and I. What happens with an eye? Mm-hmm. Because he's really the only when you're talking about coordinator that would be quote unquote promotable from within, I guess, because the conversation around all this started with them firing the defensive coordinator. So they're not going to promote the DC. (laughs) So you look at the offensive coordinator and I think the fan base would melt down. Cause here's the crazy stuff. They, the fan base does, or whatever, I shouldn't say fan base. There's a lot of vocal fans that aren't big fans of Robert and I, which is hilarious to me because they're, in the same sentence that they will lament him and say, he's got to go. They'll say like, they'll praise Brennan and the offense that broke a million records. And, you know, Mm -hmm. he's the one who came up with the way to use Mm -hmm. Keton. you know, like you can't, it's just, you can't complain about an eye. And then also in the same sentence praise that they had the best offense in the the league, because those two things are related. I do understand like when you basically finish the season on a, third and seven oh i can't even say the words you know the play i'm talking about i know so i get in so yeah but i think that the likelihood of him retiring is greater than the likelihood of virginia hiring him question mark i say all of these things like I have no idea um because again i wasn't expecting to do any sort of coaching thing but i don't see oh i don't know i say that now and then i'm like i don't know could he no i don't think so i don't th- personally i don't think so but uh, I've been wrong before. So it's possible. Anything, anything, Kevin, anything's possible. Um, but well, again, my, this, this, so,
2: this whole coaching carousel has been so predictable so far. So,
0: yeah, totally normal stuff. <laughs> Definitely no people making up Southern accents on the spot.
2: Right. Couldn't um,
0: <laughs> could not be me. Could not be me. Man, I cannot handle the fact that it, like, I watched a couple of Notre Dame videos now and I was like,
2: Kind
0: of like this guy. Is Notre Dame likable? Yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't like
2: this. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Some uncomfortable Ugh. feelings for people.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that at all.
2: That's funny. I I'm curious. The, the last thing here on on Virginia is I'm I'm curious to know, and, and I think it, maybe it's hard to know. You know, Carla Williams being at Virginia as the athletic director has been there for a few years. She came from Georgia, uh, where she was the deputy AD when they. Uh, uh, I don't know. Fired, ran off, retired, whatever they did with Mark Richt, um, and yeah. brought in Kirby Smart. You know, fairly quickly. I'm just. Do you have any sort of inkling on what the time frame is going to look like here? Is this something oh, that gets done in God? The next I hope fast. Few days. Yeah.
0: I hope so. Here's. It's always the question, right? Like, how much do you rush things versus try and find the right fit when there's so much, so much going on and signing day coming,
1: mm-hmm. December
0: 15th. Like that's. That's the thing that's kind of feet to the fire. Um, speaking of Georgia, the one someone I, so I don't, I'm sorry for not remembering if you're listening to so this, <laughs> thanks for listening and following me on Twitter. But someone who I mentions was like, I'm in on Lanning. And I was like, so I Google, did a little Google. Uh, defensive coordinator, Georgia. I don't know if you've heard, but Georgia's a pretty good defense. Um, I hate them. <laughs> I know. But, I know you do.
2: But they are good. You're um,
0: right. <laughs> he was, tr- uh, so both Norvell, at FSU and Sarkeesian at Texas. I think I'm getting these right. Apologies to everyone involved. If I've messed up, messed up my teams and people tried to lure him um, in the last, like, uh, like two seasons or so to come be defensive coordinators for them at Texas, FSU, whatever. So clearly Texas and FSU are much bigger programs in Virginia. I understand that. Um, but if you can like, or a little head coach job out there, mm-hmm. and tell him like, My dream now is potentially bring us Lanning from Georgia, head coach, promote Beck and or Hagen's offensive coordinator, or do one of those – you know how they do like the fancy football things where it's like one's the offensive coordinator, one's the associate head coach in charge of recruiting. like passing
2: game coordinator or like, you know, something, some title like that.
0: They figure it out where both can get promotions, but – we all like, it's good. Everyone's happy. Mm-hmm. Um, retain 2J for the offensive line and then bring in Poindexter, his defensive coordinator, like just have a party. Let's just do it. That would No, I have absolutely no idea how, like, I, again, I'm so out of the loop on some of these things. It's like, I don't know what the process is going to be like, um, especially considering all, you know, I've heard the, you know, who's the guy at ECU. Um, uh, Houston. Yeah, Houston, Mike Houston. Mm -hmm. I've heard people talk about. um, And some of these, these are just like more wish lists, not like this is who they're talking to. Sure. Um, But again, I don't want to see any wish list that involves Mullen. Um, There's another (laughs) coach that someone said, and I was like, and we already talked about a coach out, but um, but yeah, I I hope that it's, I hope that it's fast.
2: Yeah. But good. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That, that's what know. you got to hope for. I mean, with with some uh, some pretty big sharks still swimming in the water. I mean, Oklahoma and uh, I guess yeah. Notre Dame now has their coach. You know, but
0: yeah, there's... I think they knocked it out of the park with him.
2: Yeah, that I'm team I like. Watch.
0: I'm I, and it's funny because I I know that there's you know the pressure that comes with college football and expectations and all that. Um, but I'm team like let's get some of these young guys in here. Like let's get some like 35, 40 year old like. Yeah, you know, I don't know how old Rhett Lashley is, but he just went to SMU. Like, is that paperwork
1: dry? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Although I do think that Virginia right now, if if they find, I think a defensive coordinator, if they hire a coordinator, I think it would have to be a defensive coordinator. And if mm-hmm. they bring in a new DC, I'd like to see a former head coach come in as a, as a DC. Um, oh, someone did mention, and I don't know how this would work. And it would definitely be a short-term fix, but Ruffin O'Neill, Oh yeah, I would be one bajillion percent in all in on that because he was here he was at Virginia for a couple years like the first two years or so that Bronco took over lovely human being absolute like gem of a human and a great football mind and like he never should have been fired from ECU like Mm -hmm. I think they're still reeling from that big mistake
2: yeah anyway
0: so these are just kind of the
2: Man, Ralph McNeil—that would be a good name too. Um, He's—he's currently the uh, special assistant to our friend Dave Doran in Raleigh, so uh, he's—he's not far away.
0: He's close. The one thing I will say, and like, i I think I don't know what Virginia Tech's fan base or the pulse is on Pry. I think the pressure has is now on for Virginia Mm -hmm. um, to—they have to respond in kind with someone that can recruit Virginia. Yep. And I think that was a really smart move by Virginia Tech. It's not—I don't think it was what you would ever call a flashy hire. Um, but with the way that that fan base um, appreciates and understands a good defense, um, and what he's done recruiting to Penn State out of Virginia, mm-hmm.
1: um,
0: especially both both schools need to get their act together and stop letting Carolina come up here. Um, although Carolina doesn't seem to want to do much with it, so if they want to just. <laughs> Just sorry, Carolina catching strays, but um, but yeah. Anyway, that's just a side note. Like, I think that's also why anyone that comes in needs to figure out something to do with Hagen's. Particularly, again, I want to keep back because I want to keep what he's done. And um, but absolutely, yeah, Hagan's has been like the recruiting connection too.
2: Well, it's going to be an interesting search to watch again for multiple reasons. I mean, we don't have we don't have a lot of uh, track record for Carla Williams running a program specifically. So who's to say? You know how that goes. Again, there's all the other open jobs right now, and yeah. uh, names going every which way that are completely, <laughs> completely unpredictable at the <laughs> moment. So there's there's a lot here that it'll be it'll be curious to watch. Uh, Bronco staying on, you know, through the bowl games, so he'll coach him there, and then yeah. I guess that'll be it for him.
0: Um, I will say my favorite tweet from the entire thing. So bless his heart, Anthony Johnson, who's a cornerback who came over from Louisville.
2: <laughs> he tweeted
0: something early afternoon like three o'clock or something it was just like the eyes of my you know uh-huh. and so everyone's like oh like what's um and then all this stuff breaks and he tweets just like i swear this is not my intent like this is not what i was talking <laughs> about i was just gonna say i was coming back <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just he's like the sweetest kid yeah <laughs> he was just like it was just the funniest tweet where he's just like oh shoot sorry that's not what i meant i just was excited <laughs> about returning so hopefully he died
2: like coach stole his thunder kidding.
0: I <laughs> know just like also I can see him being like oh uh yikes like,
2: that's awesome just
0: total crazy now
2: that's awesome last question I have for you Caroline um I know not only are you a Virginia alumnus but you're also a veteran I was just curious to know you know who you're cheering for next weekend is it uh go army beat navy or is it go be- go navy beat army
0: Go Navy, beat Army, let's go. And the uniform. So I was a naval aviator. I was an NFO, naval flight officer. So I'm goose, but alive in a bigger plane. Um, <laughs> that's how I tell people. Um, and I feel like they tapped into my brain to design these kickass uniforms mm-hmm. for this year. It's all naval aviation tradition stuff and Uh, It warms my heart. And I never have ever wanted any of those, like the receiving gloves where they like put their hands up and like it says something. And now I do. Uh (laughs) But uh, they're awesome. And uh, yeah, it's going to be tough. I think Army is actually having a much better season, but Mm -hmm. you never know how these things go. And it's such a fun, well, probably not for the people involved. I I like, I root for Navy. Um, At the end of the day, I'm like, that person's like, ah, well, what a good game. Anyway, back to back to life because yeah. yeah, it's just i i was actually at the game where army won for the first time in a billion years whatever
1: mm-hmm. and it
0: was the most like chill respectful like thick crowd ever. when everyone's leaving they're like ah oh, well it had to happen sometime like and they were they were bummed out like wanted to win stuff obviously but there's just something about that rivalry where you can't get too mad because you know that in like four years you're going to be helping support each other in like, right. combat situations so it's a little bit different than like you know georgia georgia tech running into each other at public's like
2: yeah, that's a little Which, less respect.
0: You know, it's like to get out of my way. I'm getting a sandwich, like, <laughs> and I, that's very serious to me too. I'm not trying to make fun of making. i getting public because it's just the first place I thought of, like in the south, and that's,
2: yep, like where e- I went. every time I go back to Atlanta, that's my first lunch pub sub. See,
0: I knew it. Yes,
2: <laughs> there it's you the go. Best. All right, well, go Navy beat Army then. Um, yes. Caroline, this has been, and by the way, thank you for your service. I appreciate that.
1: Um, yes
2: we uh thank you so much this has been a lot of fun very insightful and interesting you know getting the perspective from a virginia person kind of who was experiencing this in real time and and dealt with it um do you want to tell the people real quick where they can go find your stuff
0: yeah so you can find me on twitter at cwdarney uh if you like um dog and sport and marvel content I'm currently in another Marvel rewatch as we get ready for Spider-Man coming out. Yeah. Super excited about that. <laughs> super, super excited about that. And uh, you can find content on For the Win USA Today and Bet for the Win, which is our new uh, sports betting vertical. Where we talk about all things sports betting in the world of you know what, what that's got going on yeah. um, these days. Which is exciting
2: and fun and new. So that is a that is a fun website. Um, I, I was looking at some of the content earlier. There's, there's some good stuff on there. So definitely, yeah. definitely, check it out if you're looking for people that actually know what they're doing and not me and Mike when we uh, make picks on this podcast.
0: <laughs> Louis, I'm, I'm not going to say that Louisville ruined my five game parlay for the ACC Big Ten Challenge, but Louisville ruined my five game parlay
2: in the ACC. Big Ten. Yeah, they started bricking up a there lot of can. shots there late in the game. That was not very sad. <laughs> that was rough. <laughs> little rough little rough uh caroline thank you so much really appreciate it i uh, need to have you on again here sometime uh we will we'll get out of here real quick uh again you can find us on twitter i'm at ftrs joey mike is at mike mcdaniel sos together we're at bc podcast acc and once again go find caroline on twitter at cw darney uh for all things virginia and sports in general and marvel and dogs um i'm looking at i believe the dog right now and uh, yes <laughs> little sweetheart
0: she is uh she likes to join so she likes to be right in the middle of every zoom
2: very opinionated i can tell
0: yes she's got <laughs> that's honestly why she's sitting here is otherwise she would be giving you her opinion in very loud <laughs> husky like barks so
2: there, there you go there you go caroline thanks so much i uh, look forward to talking to you sometime again soon
0: perfect thanks so much for
2: having me you got it anytime all right for Miss Caroline Darney, I am Joey Weaver. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk to you again soon. And until then, go ACC.